There's nothing like uh, piping hot champagne. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Wynn. No, I'm surprised that FM radio <laughs> is still a thing. Good. Yes. I just don't like understand like morning shows. Mm-hmm. So, what would like if we were a morning show? What would our like? What would our names be? Um, it's got to be something dumb. It's got to be like Carlos and the Chicken. Yeah, I don't know. Our show would be called with the Morning Zoo. Tequila Sunrise. Tequila Sunrise. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, but we would be drunk. In the yeah. morning instead of the evening. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yes. Yeah. So that's where that's where all the creativity <laughs> comes from for us. My nickname so. would just be Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> Blackout in the Hangover. My one of my friends, uh, my very good friend Ryan, worked for because he wanted he went into like sports marketing, and so for college, well, that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And so for like every college summer, he got like. He, he he lived here. We went to high school together. Yeah. He would have internships. Like, he had an internship with the Houston Texans. He had yeah. an internship with the Astros. And for the Astros, he had to, like, pr- do promo stuff. Yeah. Like, he drove the Houston Astros Hummer H2. Oh, God. To, like, the various clear channel awful radio stations. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, what would he do when he got there? I don't know. Like, hand out flyers or something? He had I don't to fire know. up tell, the hot tub? Tell people to go play, go watch baseball. He had to... Pour the champagne into the hot tub and then fire it up. Yes. There's nothing like uh, piping hot champagne, bathing yes. in piping hot champagne. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I uh, Growing up, my best friend in high school, his dad owned a an AM sports radio station, but it was Spanish. And I always wanted to be like an announcer. It was um, 920 Calle Este. I wow. actually don't know if those are the real, um, how you actually pronounce it, because I studied French for nine years and... I have completely forgotten everything. Uh, but I had good radio voice. I could do like like movie phone. I guess mm-hmm. that's not really the same as radio voice. Uh, it's, close. it's not NPR voice. It's not NPR voice. Well, from what I understand about the Frasier program, yes. there's a lot of money to be made in AM radio. Oh, my so God. So he probably had like a glorious penthouse. Oh, yeah. High in the sky. Wow. He could afford a seven series. Mm. An E65. No, the Frasier. Yes, if I you know. recall. I'm aware. I'm aware. I do recall. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite lucrative. Yeah. Uh, apparently, also in AM radio, because on the show, like every single season, he has to renegotiate his contract, and yeah. somehow there's just like room in the budget to constantly give him like <laughs> 20 to 30% raises every year. Yeah. So I don't really understand how that works, but is AM radio still around? Much like how like CD players are not included in cars anymore, is there an AM button? I guess so, because they're still... I see oh, billboards. Okay. Is that a prestigious thing or not a prestigious thing nowadays to have your face on like a, like a bus bench? Oh, I don't know. Um, this isn't going as well as I thought. We're gonna have to cut this out. Yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna. <laughs> this is the next two hours here. Yes. Yeah, so what's our next eleven topics? Uh, oh, it's hard to say. So. Our friend Tom just picked up a an interesting car. So he just picked up a... What year is it? I think it's a 95 or a 96. Uh, so it's a W140 would you, S-Class. Would you... Yes? Would you say that it's 
new, new for, for 96. 96 that's the name of our podcast we haven't done an intro so, yeah so we did it so Cue the intro how, music how are you how are you chris i'm fine how are you good i'm trying to get back to this oh, s-class conversation man, you keep derailing us steve martin just signed off because <laughs> he hates those intros uh yeah so um yeah tom <laughs> oh my god tom just bought a Tullamarine, Tullamarine, Green, Tiramisu Green, yeah, W one forty, which is really cool because you never see them in green. And mm-hmm. Kevin likes to describe this green as nineties SUV green, like Eddie Bauer Explorer green. Yeah, two tone. Uh, yeah. No, his isn't two tone, so I think it's a later year one. The earlier ones are two tone. Hey, Anyways, yes. Quick, quick thing. Yes. Could we all agree to make the uh, to make the hashtag make green great again? Can that die? Can we? Can no one ever say that? Please, ever again. You're gonna have to delete a lot of those Instagram accounts oh. then. Oh yeah, those accounts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can that just like please? <sighs> can we? Can we just not? I know. Could we not? The thing is that like I love the color green for yeah. cars, but mm-hmm. like accounts like that make me not want to buy a green car ever again. Yeah. So. Uh, but it's fine, I guess. Um, yeah, I, so I would say this color, it's fine. It's good. But like nineties metallic green was like, is like on the Explorer. It was on every SUV. It was fine. It's not like the like Irish green we covet and stuff. I I don't know. It's, it's, it's It's a metallic, it's it's like a, it's It's a blue green. It's still, it's still good. It's just, uh, it's not maybe I, I have no problems I, with the I green. like them. Okay, I have so no problems with the green. I know. But I just no, no. don't think that any '90s car that is a metallic Eddie, Bor- Eddie Bauer Explorer green is is necessarily good. I will disagree with you only because I think that might come from a personal experience from you seeing like so many of them. I like them. I like there are modern cars who come that come in that color. Uh, Porsche has rainforest green, rainforest metallic, or something like that, which is kind of that same color. It's it's a oh, little bit darker. But on the yeah. 996. Um, nine, it, 996 through 997. So and you get it on the Cayman and Boxster as well. Yeah. Uh, but I just th- I think it's interesting just because it's a little bit different. And it is a car. Or it is a color that changes in yeah, different lights. It's different. It's, it's interesting on a sports car. But like yeah. anything that's like a sedan or SUV, it's like, oh, well, that is... The sedan SUV color. Maybe I like. I would have. I would not. I, have d- I don't it. think this about the S class. Yeah. I think it's interesting there, but yeah. I'm just saying it's being that color is not like necessarily. Oh, automatically it's not automatically good. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, because there are plenty of just like Geo Metros floating around with like that same green. Yeah, uh, but uh, I like. With, in the right application, I don't know. Like a, a lot of those cars have also just kind of like withered away, anyways. So I think it's rare and rare to see a green color, but they're usually in really shitty condition. So mm. when you see them, they're basically gray. Right. So when you see, I don't know. I still make, like them. Make green gray again. Make green gray again. <laughs> there you go. That was, can that repurpose was the, the bumper account. sticker on your three series, which was yeah your wagon. Yeah. Which was green gray. It was Tasman green. Tasman which, green gray. See, it was that color. Graugrun. Graugrun. Grun Grun Grau. Yep. Yeah. So uh and I don't know. Anyways, I would just because maybe I'm also just hypersensitive to wanting a color like a car that is a color because I can never find a car that is a color. Right. I would like the next car I buy to be green in some fashion. Okay. So, 
Tasman Green. Tasman Green. Uh, I don't know if... I did find a another uh, 330i today. It, this, it's the wrong time, wrong place, but I think if this had been like several months ago, I would have considered it, but it was a... It's like this light green color, so super light green, okay. uh, and it changes. It kind of like it's blue in some lights, and it's green in others, so it's kind of a neat color anyways, but it was like low mileage, good price, like all the options. Like I would have tried that again probably briefly, of course. Mm-hmm. I would have sold it within the year, but... Uh, it would have been a. It was one of the better daily daily drivers that I had. Uh, yeah, but it would have been a nice green to play with. Or uh, just yeah. a sedan because they never made a three thirty wagon. No, well, not here. So right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Tom's one forty is. It is the short wheelbase S four twenty. So it is a later year because I think in the earlier years the number came first before the model designation. Oh, I remember that being a big yeah. deal. So his would have been like a 420 SE if it were like an uh, an older one. What's the SE? What's the E? Um, so it was. I don't know what the E means, but it was just always like SE for short wheelbase and then L S E L for long wheelbase. Oh, there was so. no just S. No. No, oh, so I didn't know that. Yeah, so that it really was kind of like a departure, I guess, when they went to like S four twenty. Yeah, and then I don't think there was like a an L designation. It was just like it was either long wheelbase or it wasn't. You know or you don't. Yeah, you know or you don't. So, um, but the his car is cool. So it's the it's the V eight. It is large and in charge. Like when he got it, I was almost certain that the size of the car was going to be equivalent to like just like a midsize, like a Camry or an Altima or something. But mm-hmm. it's still king of the road. Like it's still, it's like 205 inches long, something like that. Wow. Which is extremely long. The For like reference, in period, the LS400. So my Celsius was 196 inches. Wow. So wow. this is just the short wheelbase one. So the long wheelbase <laughs> one is like 200 and, I don't know, 12 Wait, inches. So is this the like kind that? of car that Princess Diana was killed. Yes. In. Yeah. I think she was in the long wheelbase wow. one. Why did you have to go there? Wow. Th- I I had to be clarified that it was the long wheelbase one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. too soon you have to it. clarify that it's the long wheelbase. Yeah. I want to so like just seeing his car, I I'm like kind of curious. I'm I have like the itch now to find like a a kind of luxo barge of that era in a Mercedes, whether it's that or maybe like a one an R one twenty nine or something, because mm-hmm. they all seem to be like inexpensive, or yeah. they're all they're either really inexpensive for like a low mileage one, or for some reason there's always like the fringe case like sixty thousand dollar one. So yeah, I, when Matt Farah had that SL, yeah. it was like the good spec. It was the good spec. It was silver with the silver wheels yeah. and the hard top like the monoblocks. Yeah, and it was. Perfect. Did he have monoblocks? Or yes. Th- okay. Yeah. I thought he had like the star shape. No, no, no. He had monoblocks. Okay. Like, it was it was oh, just right. Man. 129 looks so good in yeah. with monoblocks, like yeah. big monoblocks. Mm-hmm. And with and the hard silver, top on. With the hard top, like yeah. silver wheels, silver car. It's just like so good. Yeah. I, I would. So I'm just curious, like if like why they're so cheap, just uh, mostly across the board is if they are just catastrophic to own. But I don't know. I'm like curious about. I'm curious enough to like buy one if it one if like a local one appeared it was good in good condition I'd be curious to own one for just like a few months like uh just for fun yeah, that'd be cool yeah and they, they make I don't know if this is 
Okay, so R129 with a manual. Is that counterintuitive to the experience of that car? I mean, it's kind of a, it's not a grand tour. I guess it is a tour. It is a tour. Yeah, just not a grand one, I guess, because it only has two seats. Sure. Sure. Isn't it, isn't grand tour you have to have? I don't know. Two seats? Honestly, a GT? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Anyways. About that. Uh, so, but having a manual in that car, because you're, you're supposed to kind of, even in a, uh, the SL, you're supposed to waft. So, yeah. uh, having a manual, it might be kind of, it's like when people do S62 swaps in uh, E38 7 Series. Right. It's you don't like, want a manual in that. Yeah. It's kind of weird because. You're like, now I want to swap this to a smaller car. Yeah. I want to make it like this hard, aggressive sports car, but it's right. also, it still weighs like, you know, two and a half tons and is 20 feet long. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, so an SL with a manual, you're limited to the, the V6, which was like 3.2 or something like that. Yeah. And so it's not super fast. Um, I, I mean, I think like a V8 is well it would be cool with that car but i also think like for your usage like you know having a manual that's not the 911 would be cool yeah i mean especially if this is like a third car yeah that's what i'm definitely itching for right now is i'm even just i'm poking around craigslist ads for uh non-m bmws where it might be just kind of fun to like putter around to the grocery store or something with something that's a manual but like a slightly more modern manual so yeah. and maybe that's what that would be. I don't know that it would be like an engaging drive, the like an R twenty nine one twenty nine with a manual, but it could be kind of interesting. I mean, like it's rare enough to have a Mercedes that's a manual to begin yeah. with. Back so. when we had the BRZO app, yeah. RIP. I used to have a search of manual Mercedes. Yeah. It was always interesting, like weird like C classes and stuff. Yeah, and and occasionally an R one twenty nine. They've never been heralded for being good manuals. True. Because uh, I just no one ever spec'd them, so I don't think they ever invested in engagement. Well, and no one that got them like in Europe, like they they were like the cheapest. Yeah, they're taxis, taxi basically. Yeah. So yeah, I would imagine like that search in the U.S. nowadays would just yield like ninety percent of them would be the uh, the what is that the C C class? What is the small one? The hatchback. The. Uh, um... Compre oh. Compressor. Compressor. It was always compressor. So, <laughs> uh, God, what was it called? I, it was a C230. Yeah, I remember that. Shitbox. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what did they called it? I wanted to like that in period so much. Like, just the idea of it seemed cool because it had, like, a panel roof. You get in a manual. It's but so ungainly. It's so unattractive it's like, it's yeah really unattractive. Like, you're starting with a really ugly C-Class. And then that, that C-Class, which is probably the ugliest yeah the two oh mm, i forget the four model. something like that three or four yeah it's an ugly c-class and then but it could be specced decent with like yeah. the right wheels and the right color but then but they're none of like the the compact is just just really bad yeah 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 and we've talked about the three series compact and cool all day long uh, i don't i like the e36 version i don't like the e46 version i mean it sucks it objectively sucks it looks it's horrid. awful but it's cool 
Yeah, the idea of it is definitely cool. But uh, just the, the like, the weirdness is cool. Yeah. I mean, it is, like... It's really optimistic. Yeah. Like, the design is, like, it's so, like, early 2000s optimistic. They were, like, we are not going to do a traditional car. Yeah. Much like other people who tried that as well. Back, man, I don't still have it, but back in my high school days, yeah. I used to go to Barnes & Noble, like, once a week to look at the car magazines and maybe think about purchasing one. Yeah. And it would always be between, like, Evo or Top Gear or car and but like i remember seeing that and it was on the cover of auto express which is like the weekly world news oh, yeah. of, of british car max yeah it, it really is like the news of the world yeah and it was i bought that issue because i was like i have to know more about this like it's so weird like it was like i think it might have leaked or something yeah or it was like just like they had just gone to print about yeah. the car that was revealed and it seemed too weird to believe and like none of the car there's like no car websites that back then. Yeah. So like nothing, I couldn't really find anything about it online. It was That's like, so, I, it was so weird. It's so weird that it, that was revolutionary, or it, it, that it made big news because it was just the, it's the entry model to get people into the brand. But it's so weird. I mean, BMW, their styling was so conservative. This was yeah. probably the first like bangle. This was like, Hey, this is the stuff I'm going to do. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? This was before hint. the E65. Here's the hint of the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. This was before the E65 and BMW was, um, I mean, some would say conservative, but I would say like just very, uh, it's not deliberate. A, it's, yeah. It's not, it's unoffensive. It is serious. And they didn't do variations. Right. Like there wasn't like they would do a facelift and it would be like, oh, a nip and tuck. Like you might yeah. notice a difference if you're a giant nerd, but like you're not going to see it. But they wouldn't do like, here's an all new fascia for our cheap version. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And that was. Which was daring because in theory, that was the volume model. So. In theory. I don't know if they ever thought it would be. I think it was just like, I think it was like a uh, late mid life cycle. Like how can we generate more sales from this? platform you forgot the word impulse mm, i didn't yeah i didn't uh yeah i that is kind of funny too just thinking about like the e36 um the 318 ti if e36 that was supposed to be kind of like the introduction to the brand if you didn't want to i think it was like really it was like twenty three thousand dollars or something like that it wasn't like very expensive right but it wasn't a volume seller either. no i don't think it was expected to be i think it was yeah. like how can we like get the very bottom of the market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes sense, too, because... We're like, lower the... lower. Sorry, rather, like, lower the floor of our market. Like, yeah. this isn't going to be for everyone, but it's, like, for the people that, that might be interested, but yeah. they don't want to, like, you know, pay the money for a normal 3 series. And that was a, an interesting... I mean, maybe this speaks to its success or lack thereof, but uh, it was a hatchback, which in America is, like... At that time, someone probably would have said, why would they name a car <laughs> after its worst feature? <laughs> because hatchbacks were so, like, derided then. Yeah. So um, hatchbacks are cool now. Everyone wants a hatchback. Everyone has a hatchback. A CUV is just, like, a tall hatchback. Well, and uh, things like the Gulf always looked great. Like, yeah. the hatchback looked always looked good. Yeah. And then it's, like, things like the 318 Ti, which I'm a fan. I'm a fan, like yeah. I said. But it's, like, this is why people hate hatchbacks. Because, I mean, it is, like, literally a a, a truncated, yeah. detruncated yeah. Uh, 3 Series. Like, it's, it, like this is you why people hate hatchbacks. But that's just it. Like, that's the, the design language. And I'm surprised they didn't figure this out earlier. But, like, basically, what makes the hatchback unattractive is when it's the rear glass is, like, really raked back, I feel mm, like. Versus, like, oh, a GTI, oh, which is boxy, like a wagon. Oof. 
Whoa, you're prove me wrong. Way off. Prove me wrong. Because when it's not raked, raked yes. is sporty. When it's not raked, it looks like a minivan. This was the mistake. No. Famously. Yes. Famously. Oh my god. We're not talking about hatchbacks, but His, Kevin's eyes are so large now. I'm, okay. I'm glowing. Yes. The ML three twenty, the first one. Yes. They company wide were like, oh, we screwed this up because we made it look like a minivan. Everyone said it looked like a minivan. And so when BMW came into it, they said, We're not gonna make the mistake of the ML three twenty. We're gonna make the rear glass of the X five like very raked. So it looks like sporty, like a sport wagon, like like not like a minivan. Okay, no, fair enough. What what I mean is, it, by rakish, I mean, like, or the rake, I don't mean, like, a little bit of an angle. Because the X5 is not, like, it's not, like, it's not the X6. So, it is raked a little bit. But I mean, like, the 318 was, like, it was that classic kind of trapezoid shape of a hatchback. But that was fine. It, the problem was that it, like, I think it would have been like better if it, it was, like, a truncated wagon instead. Like, a what a GTI is, basically. Well, that's what it should have been. The problem was that it had, like, a stub of a trunk. Yeah. Like, a vestigial trunk. Oh, yeah. It did have, like, a little lip, which it is part a, of the design language. Well, but it was BMW bad. At the it, time. Was, it should have had a vestigial... It should not have had that vestigial trunk. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was strange, but the, overall, it was just, like, a strange... Like, it was just... It seemed grafted... Yeah. One way or another. So yeah. I don't think there was any saving that anyways. And the interior was like terrible. It it was just like, what if we just updated the E30 interior and put it into the next generation? And that's what it was. Well, they wanted to match the suspension. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when I when I was in Europe in 2019, uh, I did see like three E46 compacts. Wow. And I was so excited yeah. each time. That is rare. It's like seeing, um, what is the uh, Fiat Multipla? Oh yeah, like hideous. But I would get so excited if I saw. Oh them. yeah, so totally. I think I I saw. Oh no, in Japan I saw a bunch of uh, Avant times. Oh, Avant times. Yeah, they and I got excited sell, seeing that. They didn't sell a lot of those. No, and it was in this alley parking lot with like six cars, and the other cars were an Alpine A310 mm-hmm. uh, and three W12 Touregs. So that was like a very uh, Wait, specific. A, the A110 or A310? A310. A310. Those are so cool. They're really cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah. So, and I think the W12 uh, Touregs are really cool. We never got those over here. Uh, and they're probably parked there three in a row for a reason. They don't move. Yeah. But as that goes. I just, we were talking the other day about the Scirocco. Yes. And I said something stupid online about the Scirocco, but like the I knew 80s, you were going to get ratioed. <laughs> no, I didn't. Ugh, well, kind of only by Derek. Derek really set the tone and everyone liked his tweet saying that he unfollowed me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love Derek. He's what did listening. you express? Just that tell the people the Scirocco. Like I have never looked at one. Like I've seen them and I've never looked at one. I cannot imagine putting up with 35, 40 year old VW BS to have it's, a forty-year-old like VW driving experience. Uh, it's it's like why people like the original GTI, the Mark One. Is it? It's but a, that's different. That's different. Is it different? Yeah. I think this is this is a little bit more niche. The Scirocco is a little bit more niche, but it's that same thing where it's this accessible, engaging car. So, <sighs> I this is why people like them. It they're it's revered and okay. The GTI was like the first hot hatch. 
Yes. The the Scirocco is like, what if we took a car that looks like a Supra but sucks to drive? No. And it's going to be like a nightmare to maintain. No. No. All I, of the above. I mean, like, I think they were all nightmares to maintain, relatively speaking. Yeah. But no, I think like the point was that like they were going to make something a little bit more, I mean, exotic is the wrong word, but yes. it was it was upmarket a little bit in that way that Volkswagen became that in the 90s where it was like, it's basically, you know, on the same on the same plane as a what Toyota or a Nissan. What if premium but, maintenance but didn't have a premium driving which experience? Which was Volkswagen in the 90s. <laughs> in 80s. In, yeah, so, but uh, I think they're cool. I mean, they may not, like, it's okay. one of those things where I think you have to be a little bit romantically involved with it or emotionally sure. yeah, involved. You have to have it. a connection. So, and that's yeah, fine. I'm, sure there are better I'm cars. not going like, to fault anyone for that. Be better, I'm not going to fault anyone for that. But, but yeah. um, the, the 2000, like, 10, 9 Scirocco, like, I think that's the coolest. Yeah. I love those. I do think that's really cool. Yeah. It's a cool exercise because they didn't need to make it. Like, there it's, was no. I, it looked really good. Yeah. It looks really good. I love I do those. too. Uh, but, and we were also talking about the Corrado, which. I'm gl- we like I was. You brought up the Corrado. We were arguing about the Scirocco, and you realized you were talking about the Corrado. I was also uh, yeah, but to be fair, I still like the Scirocco, and also the Corrado because then we transitioned to like the '90s. Yeah. And the Corrado was cool. You at first dismissed it, and there was a nice just kind of like little story arc, emotional arc where was you're there? just yeah. We went through like Google Images, and you were like, oh okay, no, actually it's kind of cool. It, it's, it is cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool. And, like, I mean, it had the VR6, or you could get it with the VR6. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it is a little bit engine over the front axles look, but sure. still, it kind of looks yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It looks yeah. good. You never see them. And that one that we looked at at Avant-Garde was, like, yellow, and that was cool. Yeah. And there uh, was one at uh, Redwood Austin. I think it was a yellow one, but uh, it was cool. But next time I see one, I will be more excited than okay. the last time I saw good. it. Good. Because... Corrado only. You know what? Like... Any of those things, the Scirocco, the Corrado, like probably a little bit more engaging than what you could find today. And this is not oh, wait, like... let's transition to Radwood. Oh, yeah, we can do that. So Radwood Austin was postponed. Yeah. Uh, and we're pretty bummed. We're bummed about that. We understand, yeah. of course. Understand, of course. Yeah. The, the Austin permitting provisions and, and things and yeah. just things going on with, with COVID. So understand like you know safety first yeah. totally and it's not good like radwood does not want to take the risk of having an event and then having to tell everyone to go home when they've already driven there so yeah yeah uh, i totally understand yeah it's supposed to be about uh two weeks from now and two, so yeah it's been postponed to next february february yeah. 2022 which uh gives us a little bit more time to collect our bits i yeah. guess yeah. so uh, and I was going to drive, so uh, last time I took the 92 Celsius up, but that is sold. So I'll be taking the 86 Carrera this time. And you are going to take what car? Tom's Fiat Panda. Yes. I was going to drive the Panda. And it maxes out at what speed? E- okay, here's the thing. It will go 60 yeah. all day long. It does okay. not. It does, no, no. 65, I would say not so And good. what is the speed limit on Texas highways? 75. <laughs> <laughs> and what speed do people actually go? 100. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I offered to be like support vehicle to you because I feel like you probably need some sort of, you need like, you need a motorcade of some kind to prevent you from just being run over by like a lifted pickup truck. Yeah. But uh, so 
you have more time to prepare yourself because also we Tom, met with yeah, Tom, Tom recently. Yeah, Tom said that there's like a bunch of things like the steering or I don't know, like the um the sway bar. No, not sway bar. It was the tie rod. Tie rod. Yeah, and basically he's just waiting on the parts to come in, but it was a possibility that it wouldn't arrive in time for Radwood. And oh, you're just saying like you just have to be careful because if you hit like an expansion joint wrong, it may just go shooting off to the well, side. Well, I remember from driving it like. It was comfortable at 60, but, like, if you go, like, 70, like, yeah. it was very uh, easily persuaded by the road surface. Because I think that's past red line also. No, so. it was not past red line. Because I, I was able to get it to, like... Well, we don't know that because it doesn't have a tachometer. No, I'm talking about... True, but... I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yes. Yes, but anyway, so you were going to take... You were going to drive that up to Redwood, yeah. which would have been really cool, actually. It would have been really cool, and hopefully I think people would have been excited it. to see it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, yeah. Um, to be continued. To be I continued. still would like to do a video about the panda yeah. like, soon. Yeah. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have more time. And I've been like, I've been putting together the wardrobe online, and I was panicking a little bit because I just realized that it was only two weeks away. Yeah. And so now I have a few months to Me too. complete that. Me so. too. I still have to finish my shirt. Yeah. Design. Yeah. Kevin is going to have a bespoke uh, apparel for the show. So Again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually probably go to Redwood, LA before we go to Redwood, Austin. Yeah. So. Yeah. We may. Oh, so I'll have to get on it a little bit because it's in December. November. November. Okay. It's in November. Oh, yeah. it's end of end of. End of November. We think so. We haven't looked at the dates. We've been talking about this for a month. We haven't looked at the dates. Yeah. Well, I looked it up because we were talking about this, and you were thinking about staying in L.A. for Autopia 2099, which is also happening just shortly thereafter. But it's actually, I think it's two weeks apart. Okay. Yeah, that's not. So that's probably not going to be, gonna be happening. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought about staying up there, but two weeks is maybe a bit much. It's a bit much. Yeah. So, but, so we it like, on this subject, though, of... Radwood era cars. You wanted to talk about how, uh, you know, there's been discussion about old cars and how they're suddenly just skyrocketing. It's not a new, it's not yeah. a new thing. But you know, why are people valuing old cars? You know, from the 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s now. Right. We're moving to that period, and they're going for nuts money and it's it's not even you know because of the pandemic and shortages and whatnot it is because of something else so wow thank you that was like a real like stone phillips introduction thank you that was uh, my npr yeah it, it's uh, our friend uh victoria scott was tweeting as she sometimes does about how cars like the all of the cars that were cool from the 80s, from the 90s, are now unaffordable to anyone, especially if you're under 30, you know, and you're, you know, like starting out in your career and everything is unaffordable and everything is accelerating at such a rate that when your salary catches up in five years, things are going to be yeah. that much more unaffordable still. And I sympathize, of course, and um, just I observe this and... Yeah, like, I think that this is, like, I don't blame Bring a Trailer. I don't blame Radwood for yeah. hyping these cars. I don't I don't think it's one thing. And it's and this is independent of the, like, used car market 
boom that yeah. we're seeing. You know, the used car market boom is like more newer cars and there's new car. This is not like chip shortage related. Like no one is buying an E30 for 25K because they cannot get a new G69 3 Series. Yeah. So, and by the way, 25K for like a 318i. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... I don't, I like, I was thinking about this and I, I think there was like a dumb Twitter thing. Cut that out. I think, I think this is just part of like, I think there's something new cars do not offer. Yeah. That is the reason people are seeking out old cars yeah. and not necessarily, I mean, obviously it's all car enthusiasts. It's not like normal Here, people are like, yeah. I want a 30 year old car, but it's the idea of a car from the nineties is much more palatable to people when it's like, oh, I could spend all this money and go into crushing debt to have a new car that has no steering feel and sucks. Yeah. And is very fast and has car play, but also is miserable. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's even it's more than just the I mean, this is a conversation that's been had endlessly, uh, you know, essentially forever, but it's not just that it's not just that they don't make them like they used to. It's <laughs> that is what we were saying. Yes, you yeah. did summarize me. It is my, that, but you summarized my else. five thousand words into it's, eight. It's not just that. It's just that they will never make them again, like they did. Like we are right. in like twenty years, we're not going to look back and say like, oh man, like you remember how cars drove in twenty twenty? Like, yeah. Well, it's it, it'll it just it won't be the case. Like they will probably drive in twenty years, like they do now. It's just that we'll all be in electric cars and be able to accelerate it'll zero to sixty a, in one second. Well, it'll be a refrigerator that has a TV and yeah. you sit in it. Well, actually, I don't think they'll be autonomous, but anyway, yeah. it's whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I don't want to give it. But oh God, we're so we're coming to like I mean, people. It's not to say that all new cars uh, are this numb. I mean, obviously there are good new cars that are coming out and are engaging, are but uh, yeah, arguably, yeah, yeah. but but. I think gone are the days where you're going to look at like a compact car, like an economy car, say from the nineties where we might actually find that a little bit, in, it, it can be engaging. It is engage more engaging than say like a 2020 Corolla like a, or a 2020 M4. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like there's a reason why, like even like, you know, like a 1994 Ford Taurus, not even a show is like, it has some value on the auction market because it, is an experience. I mean, that's yeah. probably a little more so, nostalgia. So what, I, but... what I posited a few weeks ago is like we are in a time where, like, never in car history have we been looking at the past cars like we are now. Yeah, like, I don't think that's arguable. Yeah, I, I think like there's never been a time where it's like the nostalgia or and nostalgia is like kind of a loaded term, but like where we look back and think these cars were so good. Like I want that. I'm more interested in it in a car from 2001 than a yeah. car from 2021. Like we've never yeah. had such a widespread idea of that where it's like, Oh, like talk BMW M3 is literally any BMW M3 is more appealing than the one they sell right now. Like we've yeah. never really had that yeah. um, on such a widespread scale. And, and that's, and that's weird. It is like weird. it's weird. And that is, I think that is fueling a lot of this. Yeah. I'll, I'll like for a minute, another way too. It's so, you know, like, with people on Twitter talking about cars, there's always like weird niche fascinations. And we've had, you and I have engaged in like the love of the XV10 Camry, sure. which is the 92 through 96 Toyota Camry. And at the time, I mean, it, it was just a, it was just like a generic family car basically. But 
can you imagine like in 20 years kids looking back and saying like oh do you remember that like uber car <laughs> that mom and dad had like you remember like these fond memories of it and like it being your first car and driving it like there was something i don't know i mean that's less about the driving experience i suppose but yeah. like still i don't think that car had a certain charm to it still does right versus well, like to, to people that cars. don't know like that camry was like it was made to like like lexus was brand new and lexus introduced standards of quality that were unheard of in the yeah. industry and then toyota seemingly built a camry to those same standards yeah. and it was twenty thousand dollars yeah instead of 50 and yeah it was a revelation yeah and every car is so much the same now like every car in especially it just kind of like in the meat of the market like but, i mean and that's fine and i'm not gonna say all new cars suck even though i said it three four or five times before it's... they like everything has features everything has safety features everything performs everything you need to if i had to drive across town in rush hour i would probably take a new nissan fill in the blank over okay. whatever yeah but um when we like when our enthusiast cars are so lackluster and I haven't driven every enthusiast car in the market but when you know the newest amg has you know uh, a number five three on it and i yeah. assume a two liter inline four turbo and yeah. no steering feel it's like that is uh disappointing anyway please carry on <laughs> yeah it is disappointing well no just i mean like on that point of just like the enthusiast part too i do i i do think that uh in the past we had car, we're rediscovering like normie cars as enthusiast cars yeah and that's part of it yeah but the other part too is it's also just kind of i don't know the spirit of design the spirit of intent like uh, just back to that like XV10 Camry thing where it is like that was such a differentiated product from everything else, and you know if you were just asked if you were to ask like some random person on the street in that era they could probably identify even if they weren't a car person they could identify a Taurus from a Camry from a Maxima. I mean this is getting into like styling and speculation. No, no, I just mean like this is part of the equation though. Okay. Like why? Like I think like today. It's the same, it's part of that equation. It's not just driving experience, but it's also just, you know, today I, it feels like cars are designed by way of algorithm. Like what's going to sell? Like, oh, you know, people want like a lot of lines. People want a lot of like dimensional features, dimensional like surfacing and et cetera. And so some car companies do it well. Other car companies do not, where it's just kind of trickle down amalgamations of. But anyways, this is a tangent. I, yeah. I just mean to, I wanted to round that conversation out with part of the reason why I think uh, we desire those old cars more is because they are so unique. Like they all have personal, like unique personalities versus I don't think they do today. I mean, back then, like a Sentra had a different personality from a Corolla. And today, I don't think you could say the same thing. Like they're absolutely the new Corolla is good. Okay, the new Corolla does and look the new good. Sentra, yeah, like, uh, but mean, the new still Corolla looks good. And like I said, if I had to drive across town in rush hour in the heat, like I would drive that Corolla sure. all day long. That'd be great. Well, yeah, like it, now what you have is a very predictable experience, which is a sellable point. Like right. all cars are predictable now. Well, not, sure. they're, I think they we're are talking not. about different things because, like, my problem is not that every car is like every car is at a higher there's a higher floor of quality where it's like the entry, sure. the, the, the um, table stakes yeah. are much higher. It's just a car has to be good. Yeah. But 
when our like enthusiast cars and yeah the oh, Supra no, the, and all these things yeah and everything BMW makes are like just so disappointing yeah can I talk about the 530 fine this is like I told you this but I I drove or I didn't I didn't drive we rode in I rode in Daniel Turo to 530 in Tulsa yeah uh BMW 2020 530 yeah you should clarify that you were just in Tulsa to visit some people. I was in Tulsa and. Uh, the first car I ever drove was a black BMW 530. So to yeah. me, in a 2020 black BMW 530, it's like, oh. I can't believe it was a three-liter V8, just like a, the original it was, one. It was just like the original, yeah. Two-liter inline-four turbo, <laughs> dog shit, everything. Yeah. Um, Sportline, Cap S, Cap L, trademark, on the door sill. That was news to me that, because sports... Lights, it lights up. A sport line has always existed, except that now they have made it like a, a thing TM. Yeah, so. exactly. That is astonishing. Yes. So did Daniel give it like the beans? That did... I couldn't tell. Okay. <laughs> I think he did. I, I couldn't tell. But um, yeah. Yeah. It makes quite a sound of... Uh, yeah. Angry like... four-cylinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't hear any of it, but... Yeah. yeah. I thought about that the other day. I just... told him to turn the volume up so I could hear the engine. Yeah. The <laughs> I thought about that the other day when I was driving behind a... Um, like a Mercedes E300, I think. Uh, and just thinking I love like... that three liter. That's a silky liter. That three liter, three liter in line four with two <laughs> thousand cc's. I just like, it sucks. I mean, I get it. I, I understand why those exist, why those are everywhere. But it does, it does suck a little bit that cars just like one last link back to our previous conversation. But like, it was cool like that an E320 was a like premium v6 of some kind sure yeah so uh and now it it does it means nothing like until you get to the v8 and now mercedes isn't selling any v8 they're not selling v8s yeah and a friend of the pod mac hogan had a really good article he did some good research at when he was in germany for the uh auto show recently he did some really good research about how Mercedes keep changing their story about why. Oh yeah, they they just would not like clarify. <laughs> it was like a quality issue, but also potential emissions thing, but also potential regulations thing. Like it's super weird. Yeah, yeah. So, it just uh, like it was uh, like very vague as far as like vague. if it was a quality issue, then they should probably like there's something tangible yeah. that they could say, but it's not. Anyway, so if you're, I guess we're not gonna have V8 Mercedeses for a while, uh, but. As that guy's, uh, which no, actually, so he mentioned in that article. Yeah, it was a really good other article. People, it was a really good article because he's like talking about how so this mysterious. is the most lucrative part of Mercedes business, yeah, and also how AMG is selling literally the same engine still. Yeah, or not AMG, sorry, Aston Martin. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and and uh, something else, one other I think application where uh, there's still a Mercedes V8, but for some reason Mercedes themselves yes. cannot sell them. Yes. So for whatever reason. Well, should we do another episode of uh, FMK? An episode within an episode? Sure, why not? Yeah, if you will. Yeah, so this is Fuke, Mary Kill, the game where we do classic FMK, but with uh, Daily and Crush and Drive Once. Fuke, Mary, Kill. Fuke is Drive Once, Mary is Live With It as a Daily forever, and Kill is Send It to the Crusher. Yeah. Okay, so this year... We have selected new for 88. 1988. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's not new for 90, 1996. It's new for 96, so it's new for 88. Anyways, oh, so we're doing cars introduced in 1988 
Uh, and there are actually kind of a lot of notable cars okay. introduced in 88. So why don't we do this? Sure. We're going to go through the list really quick People of cars. People love it when we read through the list. Yeah, and then we talk about the pictures that we're seeing, but they can't see it. <laughs> so, They're always taken in like a Norwegian parking lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, they are hard because we're, we're using Wikipedia. Uh, so we're going to go through the list really quick, and then I am going to pick three cars for Kevin. And but we're going to interrupt each other with anecdotes about yeah. each car. Yeah, and then he's going to pick three for me. So... Okay, so we're going to start with the Alpina B12. Oh, that'd be like a... Would that be... That's e, a bad gen. E38 I mean, yet? E, no, no, that's an E... Oh, whatever. yeah, because E38 didn't start until... Or E34. Uh, E34, I should say. Is it a V34? I think it could be. Okay. Okay, that's, let's start... I think that's like the one I saw in Germany. The E32? Yeah. Oh, B12? Yeah. Oh, nice. I showed you that picture. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Okay, well, I'll show you after the show. Okay, fine. Okay, the Audi V8, which that's was from the, okay, there kind is, of a boring-looking car, but yeah, it's, it's an Audi. Kind of cool that yeah. uh, it was the first V8 Audi. Okay, here's the thing: yes. there's like a six-year period of Audis that I find tolerable. The rest of them, I got to say, no, thank you. And that period is around this, like everything after this S4 that you have this diecast, like the yeah, B5 S4. Everything yeah. after that, for like six, eight years, they were on fire. And after that, mm, not for me. Before yeah. that, mm, not for me. Really? I oh, found some goodness, of the early no. ones charming. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ah, they're all so... Like, you're they're all, so They hateful. all look like like unevolved versions of the optimal form, which was this. No. Absolutely. Some of them were interesting. I'm so some, correct on this. I like the 90 and I like so the 100. I'm correct on this. It's no. insane. The Quattro... Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, you know what? Radwood of uh, Chicago, I think. Yeah. They had pictures of that Quattro, the short one, mm-hmm. the Sport Quattro, the or the sh- the Sport Quattro. That's the, the Quattro, one. Yeah. The Sport Quattro is the really short one. Yeah. God, that looks awful. It looks like <sighs> it looks like a Delta Integrale drill on drawn by a four year old. It's what? so bad. It is awful. Trauma it is pure did you dog shit. go through as a child? It's like the front bumper is like six feet out because that's where the engine is. Look. Oh, Let's God, just move it on. Sucks. All right. Look at this. Okay. Do you see what's next? I see the Z1 is next. I the have Z1. Three, I have three Z1 anecdotes. Okay. None of them are good. But when I went to Germany in 2019, the first time, me and Andrew Collins, we stopped at a, at a store to get sunscreen. Yeah. And I swear I saw like a Z1 drive through at Roundabout, uh, which was cool. Yeah. We but, saw we saw like a Z1 at Redwood LA a few years ago. Yeah. Well, when I went to Monterey the first time in 2008, I told you I had three anecdotes. This is the second one. Oh, God. When I went to Monterey the first time, it was like the anniversary of the Z1, and yes. there was like 20 Oh wow! in Monterey for some reason. That's crazy. So in like 2008, and I saw a bunch of them, uh, big groups and stuff. The Z1, so what was it? Purportedly, you could change all the panels out in 45 minutes or something like that, and you'd but have But like they were all color. like one color. Like they only offered one color. You could, it was like yeah. the smart car, except they had one color. Well, I, mean, I was going to say, like I was watching like a an old Wheeler dealer where they were changing the color of a Z1, and it like took like six hours <laughs> to wow. like disassemble all the panel, panels. I believe it. Well, so this is my third anecdote about yeah. the Z1. When I went to... Uh, Monterey with Daniel in 2016. We yeah. went to like the German car show mm-hmm. event, yeah. which I normally don't go to, but mm-hmm. we went to that. Yeah, and there was like four or five Z1s, yeah. and there was a couple that were color changed. But it's like no one has, it's like no one has the 
different headlights yeah. for different colors. So there was like a black Z1, but it would have like red headlight housings. Oh, interesting. It was very okay. weird. Oh, that is weird. Very disappointing. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is disappointing. Uh, Off we go. For you, I don't have stories about the Buick Riata, which is next. The Buick Riata. Except I always say Riata is always the true answer, mm. which is... Mm. spells Riata. I don't care for that. <laughs> the Riata, I will say, like, the only thing I remember for the, from this generation is I think it had, like, the first, one of the first, like, touchscreens for uh, American market cars, or U.S. market cars, but it was a CRT. I was obsessed with that as a kid because, like, anything with, Didn't like, buttons... every, like, premium GM thing in 1988 have a CRT? Only, like, the weird, like, two-door sedan-based coupes. Uh, the Tornado. <laughs> the Tornado. Tornado had one. The um, But the Riata wasn't sedan-based, was it? Or was I, it, like, oh, it was probably, like, Cimarron-based I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, I was obsessed with that. And I my uncle, like, borrowed his friend's car once, and it had it. And I remember, like, I had to sit inside it. So he let me sit inside it. Like, the UI, if you could call it that, was like horrid. There was like no reason why it needed a touchscreen, but it was there. Okay, so next up we have the Chevy Tracker, all right, and Chevy Tracker Americas, two designations. We're not going to click to find out what those are. <gasps> Look at what's next. They misspelled Chrysler apostrophe STC by Maserati. They oh left off God. the apostrophe They S. did. Yeah, it's Chrysler. Well, on Wikipedia, it's Chrysler TC by Maserati. This is a Chrysler E16T. Yeah. Wow, there's some notable names. Not good cars, but good notable names. The Eagle Vista. I didn't realize the Suzetta Marauder V16T predated the Diablo. Oh, really? Well, this was 88. The Diablo was like 90 or I guess 91. so. I wonder if it's like, well, they. Or if. I was going to say, like, is it a Euro year thing? But actually, it would have only been uh, that. So. Um, Okay, we do not need to click on the Eagle Vista. Okay. The Is Fiat... that the Eagle Vista? Oh, that's kind of... Okay, you know yes. my Eagle thing? No. <laughs> you have a thing for everything, so... I don't, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're clicking on that. It doesn't matter about the car. I had a thing. When I was a kid, and I would think about cars all the time, Yes. and I would see cars in the parking lot at my elementary school, and I, I always... Because I only saw like the Eagle Vision and the Eagle Talon, mm. and I thought that every Eagle car had to have like a physical attribute of, of, a, of, the an eagle? of an eagle yeah so it's like they're kind of limited like they can have wings <laughs> they can have a uh, feather and but yes. the like the, the vision they have they so i didn't know there was other ones because yeah. there wasn't wikipedia then yeah so the vista i guess that kind of fits because it's like eagles soar there they see they soar they see the vista they soar uh, at the summit. Oh, yeah. And eagle vision makes sense. Cause eagle vision, it's an attribute of a, eagle a bird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is really it's, thematic. Okay, you should get internet next time I come, but let's oh, just keep going. God. Okay, Fiat Tipo, don't know what that is. Nope. Falcon, we didn't get that. Related to you, the Ford uh, Porb. Yeah, okay, 88. This is not the first gen. Yeah, not for me. First gen. So you didn't like that kind of like 240SX body style? It's not good. Okay. Uh,. The show came out in 88. That's pretty cool. cool. That's, That's cool. pretty cool. Uh, Thunderbird, 10th gen. That would be... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was the... Not quite yet the sleek looking one. Right. Slightly it was thicker. pre-facelift of that. Yeah. So, the, the Geo Prism. Yep. Okay. Holden Commodore, we didn't get that. Honda Concerto, we didn't did not get, get that. that. And the HSV, we didn't get that. Yeah. Okay. The Scoop... Ooh, the scoop or scoop the S scoop to the layman. Yes. 
I didn't know that came out that early. Mm. And I think I recall what this looked like. And if my internet works, I know it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on here. So I this one just, it didn't, this was before, obviously, the bug quad eye. So this was just like a normal looking... You're thinking of the original Tiburon, which was 96. Was it? Yes. Okay, maybe you're, you're right. You're thinking of the original Tiburon. That's why you're like, oh, I didn't know this came out that early. The scoop was just like a, like like a two-door-looking thing. Uh, okay, fine. Fine. Uh, the Karif, which is actually the Maserati Karif. It's actually, a, that was another cool. Biturbo. Yeah. It's another Biturbo. Like, it is a Biturbo. Com- but it's like a, it's, it has like a kid, a body kid. Of course. They all so, do. They all do. It looks good. Okay. Okay. The MPV, which has found love again. It, it was discarded sure for much of like when it existed <laughs> and much after but sure. now it's come back yeah we'll, so, all-wheel drive minivan it's back in pog form uh okay the mitsubishi don't v3000. know 3000 okay. nissan 180sx oh yeah interesting it's kind of it was just kind of like subcompact two-door Ooh, but it's a cool look yeah yeah, lover loved by drift people. True, it, it was famously had a truck engine, and that's a car. There was one that remember there was one on bat for like thirty eight grand. Like I did not know maybe that. a year that's ago. Insane. Maybe it was like a year ago, and the whole thing is like that had a truck engine just for the U S. market. That's holy sucked. shit. That's anyway. crazy. Okay, so the Cifero, Nissan Cifero, uh, which is cool. The SEMA is also cool. That's kind of like a sedan thing i think the sema might have been pillarless if mm-hmm. you got like the braham version oh yeah uh, love a good braham yeah the opal vectra so this was uh the basis for the saab 900 i don't know <laughs> if it was this era though Anyways. oh i baby oh yeah okay the renault 19 don't know what that is suzuki marin succeeded the 18 yeah the Suzuki Vitara, the Tata Telcolin, Telcolin. Okay, none of these cars are relevant to us. A bunch of TVRs. Um, Corrado. Oh, the Corrado came out then. Look at that. It. Uh, oh, and the Passat. B3, which B3, I'm sure which, sucks. No, that one was not good looking. Is that the one without a grill? No, that was the one after. I like that one. No. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that was the, uh, that came out in the 90s, I think. Okay, well, <laughs> we've got enough to FMK yeah. You here, want to talk about the Wartburg 1.3? Shut up. <laughs> okay, so um, why don't you go first? You pick three for me. Okay, Ugh. all right. I'm going to say Z1, Corrado, and Taurus Show. Mm, okay. I... That is a good combo, I must say. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I think I am going to mm, marry the show. Yes. F the Z1. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I know you wanted me to kill the Corrado. So <laughs> this played perfectly. I was not going to give you unreasonable answers. So you got what you wanted, you I son did. of a bitch. <laughs> Uh wow. All, All right. the Volkswagen people are gonna come after you now. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna give you All right. the Audi V eight. Alright. Give me an F and an M now. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the Chrysler's T C by Maserati. Okay. 
and then I'll give you the probe. This is fucked. Oh. All right, can we look at the Audi V8? It, I already know what it looks like. It looks like a half-evolved, like, bloated... It looks like a bank commercial car. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't want to see it. Um, oh, all right, I guess I, would, I guess I would marry the Audi. Wow, with the BBS <laughs> wheels that I'm showing you here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it has to be just like that. Yeah. Um, what was the first one? Uh, oh, okay. It was Ford the, Probe. Yes, and Chrysler's TC by Maserati. Oh, I hate to do this. <laughs> I would drive the Ford Probe and crush the the TC wow, by Maserati. Like wow. I, I couldn't crush the Probe. Just even uh, it's not even my Probe. I couldn't crush the the Probe. And I like driving a Maserati TC Chrysler's. I who cares? Like, I, I drove guess it once. you drove one once. No, I'm saying if I oh. dr- if I did the F. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Riveting. Riveting. My God. Okay. Yeah. Well. I really, I really like turned the screw and got you with my submissions and then I you knew did the you same went, to me. I, oh, you did that. You got your you were, result. That was you got your result you wanted. Evil. Anyways. So uh, I think that is an episode. So Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. Do follow us on Instagram at newfor96. Uh, Twitter, all the same. Email us if you must. We're not going to tell you what that is. It's linked. Yeah. Okay. As that goes. Anyways, yeah. thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.